I'm definitely twice as loud as you, but that's because of the tonality of my voice. I think that's just natural. It is. Yeah. If I put any kind of force in my voice. You don't need to. I don't need to. Not we at all. Just talk down here. Or I can move back here and my loud voice looks like your waveform now. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <clears throat> it's called mic control. <laughs> might beautiful. look into it. Just saying. <laughs> no. Anyway. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's Savvy here from the future. Uh, just wanting to tell you guys that we decided to make this episode a two-parter. So uh, when we were recording, it ended up being over two hours. Um, and uh, we decided to split it right in half. So this episode is going to end kind of abruptly and the next episode is going to start at the beginning of the next story. So just wanted to let you guys know because I'm not sure if we're going to record a separate intro for that one or just let it be. Um, but this was a, a great time recording with Jason um, and Draven. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Um, and we will have... Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I believe we said was going to be our Halloween episode. Uh, we will now do that. Carry over some some of the scary things we were going to do into November. Um, but we probably will be taking a small break. Um, a week or two after after Halloween because we've done a lot this this here month and we need a break. So. That's what's going on. Um, now you guys are all updated and uh, enjoy the stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Inebriated Inc. In the most professional fucking setting we've been in. And it's been an hour in the work. Yeah. Um, just so you know, it's an explicit podcast. That's why I started at the top with a big fuck. <laughs> wow. And I'll end it with a small one. Um, uh, t- <laughs> today we got our host... That's such a co- sorry, Savvy. <laughs> uh, and and your spooky co-ghost, Spooky Draven, for spooky Ew. season, getting drunk for spooky reasons. And we have a special guest on this episode. Very special guest. Would you mind introducing yourself? Hello, everyone. This is Jason. Jason, the multi-talented. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I started too big. I didn't know where to go from yeah, down. Yeah, there's really nowhere to go but down. Uh, uh, we're currently in Jason's basement. Not <laughs> as creepy as that might actually sound, but not at all. He's yeah. got a little little office. Uh, got he's got the works down here, so we're all recording on our own mics for the first time. Um, Seems to go be going all right. It took us a long time to get here, but we're here. Um, it's happening. So the conversation of how audio works, and I'm just sitting over here in the corner, like I love gummy worms. <laughs> like, well, you guys are just, like you guys are talking about like iOSs and shit. And I'm just like, we sure were. Yeah. Sure, we're not talking about that at all. No. But what is it? Good effort. Good effort. Okay, I try. <laughs> ISOs. ASIO. That's what uh, you were going for. Yeah. Yes. No one. Know, no one needs to know about that. Okay. No. What are we doing today? Today. Oh my goodness. Today. I'm wow. So, so wow. Pumped. What. What are we doing? We <laughs> do you know what we're doing? Well, I I think I do. Um, Jason here. The reason we have him have him starring with us today uh, is because his voice is wonderful. And um, what better for someone to have a with a wonderful voice to do than read stories? Yes. Read creepy pastas for spooky season. Creepy pastas, you know those little internet thingies that are uh, not really scary but kind of funny most of the time, and usually really shittily written. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big nods from Jason. <laughs> no, there are a couple in here that are actually I think really good. But... Um, so Draven and I both picked out stories 
we have not read each other's stories, so we don't know what the other one picked. And I know Jason has cut some of ours. Yeah. <laughs> I think just mine. Just the one. That one it was just, just one. total hot garbage. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't like it. I will not read it. That's okay. Uh, no, I understand. Um, <laughs> That's why I liked it. So Jason is going to be kind of the middleman here, reading out these stories. And yeah, we're going to... We're, Gonna have a good time. We're drinking. Of course. Uh, Draven, what are we drinking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gin with... Uh, so we got these little infused... Did we drink this last time on the podcast? I don't think so. Uh, little infused bottles that we made ourselves of gin and uh, some... It was called like Boathouse Punch. Boathouse Punch. It had a bunch mm-hmm. of like dry fruits and uh, sugars in there. And we let that sit for three days and strained it. And now it's... In our cups with a little bit of pineapple juice and uh, lemon juice. Lime. Jason, or lime juice. Mm-hmm. Jason's drinking it in tea, which yes. is delightful. Little Tazos in green tea. Thank you, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out. Uh, hopefully they'll sponsor. Hopefully yes. they'll sponsor. Thanks, Starbs. Uh, Starbeast? Shoot for the moon. Hit the stars oh. at Starbucks. Actually, I don't even is think they real? sell that anymore. What? I don't think they sell the Tazo tea anymore. Oh. Why? I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> Why would Maybe we could investigate. <laughs> Wild. Do we want to just get right into it then? You got one picked out, Jason? I do. Um, I'm going to start with the short one that uh, I enjoyed. This one is entitled The Statue, and it was one that Draven picked. I even put a little asterisk next to it so I'd remember to uh, to do this one because I like it. Nice. So uh, are we just going to jump right in? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's it. do it. Let's do it. All right. The Statue. A few years ago, a mother and father decided they needed a break, so they wanted to head out for a night on the town. My parents decided this. They called their most trusted babysitter. When the babysitter arrived, the two children were already fast asleep in bed. So the babysitter just got to sit around and make sure everything was okay with the children. Easy job. Sure, of course. Popcorn. Great stuff. Later that night, the babysitter got bored and went to watch TV. But she couldn't watch it downstairs because they did not have cable downstairs. You see, Uh, the parents didn't want children watching too much garbage. And they're broke, apparently. Like that other creepypasta you wanted me to read. (laughs) So she called them and asked them if she could watch cable in the parents' room. Of course the parents said it was okay. But the babysitter had one final request. She asked if she could cover up the angel statue outside the bedroom window with a blanket or cloth because it made her nervous. The phone line was silent for a moment. And the father, who was talking to the babysitter at the time, said, Take the children and get out of the house. We'll call the police. We don't own an angel statue. (gasps) The police found both of the children and the babysitter slumped in pools of their own blood within three minutes of the call. No statue was found. Oh, Oh, no. It's fucking the Doctor Who weeping (laughs) angels. (laughs) You tell me. They got the children. I went a different route. What? I went a whole fallen angel route like it was actually Ooh. a demon. <gasps> oh. Or, you know, that's much like Lucifer or whatever. Yeah. That's where it I'm took not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good short yeah, one. That was a yeah. good short one. Now, the rest of them are considerably longer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So on. Uh, do, do we want to, like, rate them as we go? Or? I say we rate them. Okay. I give that one a solid shot. Just because, like, by the time you're you're done with the shot, <laughs> the story's over. It's a shot in like the time, and as enjoyable as a shot. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> so that was that was a that was a short one. I did enjoy it though. Mm-hmm. All of the other ones have some length to them. So yeah. yeah. Um, is there any particular number of them we want to do, or what are you what are you looking? I for? think we're shooting more for a, a time frame. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a savvy one next here. Oh, that one's the alien one. It is. Can we'll save that it. one for the last. Sure. I'll save that one for the last. that'd be cool. Okay. Why do we keep doing accents? We're all I American. I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop once I'm drinking. We're all just American theater kids. We don't stop doing accents. So that's true. That is true. This one is uh, a savvy one. It's it's one of the longer ones, but I, I found the, the, the premise interesting. Oh, fuck. This one. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Ooh, I'm, so, I'm excited. This one is called... If you're armed and at the Glenmont Metro, please shoot me. Fuck yes, I heard you talking about. Yeah, this I one, talked about this a lot like, I'm, I'm while pumped. I was reading. This is this, the date. 
if that's... The date is when it was posted. When it was posted is February the 20th of 2020, so... That title is so fucking metal. I love it so yes. much. Yeah. And also the first sentence. If you're armed and at the Glenmont Metro, please shoot me. Make it a headshot. Shoot me in the temple, aiming slightly downwards. I need the bullet to travel the shortest possible distance through my brain before it hits my hippocampus. If I'm lucky... The sensation of the gunshot ripping through my skull will only last a few decades. Ugh, that's that's gnarly. I love that. I love that. <laughs> as awful as this sounds, you'll be doing me an enormous favor. Death by a headshot as soon as possible is vastly better than the alternative. My ordeal started over 10,000 years ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> at 10.15 this morning. What? I earn extra money what? by participating in drug trials. I'm a so-called healthy subject who takes experimental <laughs> drugs to help assess side effects. Once it was a kidney drug. A few times it's been something for blood pressure or cholesterol. This morning they told me the drug I took was a psychoactive substance intended to accelerate brain function. Oh, a little, uh, little uh, uh, flowers for Algernon, kind of. <laughs> None of the drugs Sorry. I had tested so far <laughs> have ever done anything for me in the recreational sense. In other words, none of the drugs I've tested have given me a killer buzz or mellowed me out or anything. Maybe I've always ended up in the placebo group, but, but nothing I've tested had affected me at all. Dumber. Today's drug was different. This shit worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they gave me a pill at 1015 and told me to hang out in the waiting room until they called me back for some tests. Only about 30 minutes, the research assistant told me. I flopped onto the waiting room couch and read a few articles from a copy of Psychology Today that was sitting on the coffee table. They hadn't called me back when I finished the psychology today, so I picked up a U.S. news and I read it cover to cover. Then I read an old Scientific American. What was taking him so damn long? I sluggishly turned my head to look at the wall clock. It was only 10.23 a.m. I had read all three magazines in eight minutes. I remember thinking that this was going to be a long day, and I was right. <laughs> damn. The longest. The waiting room had little bookshelf with some used hardcovers on it. When I stood up to walk to the bookshelf, it felt like my legs barely worked. It's not that they were weak. They were just slow. It took a full minute just to stand up off the couch and another minute to take two steps to the bookcase. Oh, okay. I was about to say, this guy could be a real Stephen King. If he wrote this novel while on these drugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, if he's like still moving in slow motion, that's, that's fucking tough. Yeah, it truly is. A nightmare. <laughs> and it's just the beginning. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I scanned the old books on the shelf and picked up a copy of Moby Dick. My arms had the same problems as my legs. Just reaching one foot in front of me to grab the book took a long time. I actually got bored just waiting for my hand to reach the spine of the book. God damn. I slogged back to the couch and collapsed onto it in the slow motion fall that reminded me of the low gravity hops of astronauts on the moon. I opened Moby Dick slowly and began reading. <laughs> I started with Call Me Ishmael, and I got as far as Ahab throwing his pipe into the sea, which was all the way to friggin' chapter 30 before they called me back. How are you feeling, the research assistant asked me. I feel slow, I said. Actually, it's the other way around. Everything seems slow because you're so fast. But my legs, my arms, they're, they're moving in slow motion. Your body seems like it's moving slowly because your brain is fast. Your brain is running 10 or 20 times faster than normal. Jeez. You're thinking and perceiving reality at an accelerated pace. But your body is still constrained by the laws of biomechanics. Frankly, you're moving much faster than a normal person. And she pantomimed a jogging motion. But your brain is running so much faster right now that even your fast walk seems very slow to you. Him having to watch her do that in slow motion. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just spit it out. <laughs> I thought about my slow motion flop onto the waiting room couch. Even if my muscles had slowed down, my body would still react to gravity the same way. But in the waiting room, I even fell in slow motion. Slow muscles couldn't explain why gravity seemed weaker. My brain was going at warp 10. That's how I managed to read three magazines and the first 30 chapters of Moby Dick in 15 minutes. Wild. Mm -hmm. They I ran could, a series of tests on me. The physical tests were fun. You can't read. What happened? <laughs> I said I, I could do that. Well, sure. Jason believed in me. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm. They made me juggle three balls, then four, then six. I had no problem keeping six balls in the air because they seemed to be moving so slowly. It was boring, frankly, waiting for each ball to move through its arc so I could catch it with my slow motion hands and toss it back into the air. 
They threw Cheerios in the air, and I caught them with chopsticks. They dropped a handful of coins, and I counted the total value before they hit the ground. The cognitive tests were less fun, but very illuminating. I just, it, it feels like if you were moving slower, juggling would still be hard. Yeah, you know that's I mean? what I thought, too, when reading it. Like, Unless it's right now, it's to the point where like they can still figure it out, you know? Yeah. Like your body, you know what your body feels like and how to right, move it. Right. Kind of riffing off of what you said earlier, though, Draven. To me, the thing is, when he's listening to these people talk, does it sound like this? It's got it. It has to. Right? And he's got to like piece it. Like that must be so hard to put together. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cognitive tests were very illuminating. <laughs> Finish a 50-word search. Three seconds. Solve an intricate maze down or drawn onto a poster-sized paper. Two seconds. View a slideshow projected at 10 images per second and answer detailed questions about what I saw. 95% correct. I'll tell you something I can do in 10 seconds. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> oh, no. And suddenly, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> It's Mostly because already. Draven's sitting behind me. <laughs> in our little setup here, I'm in front at the computer, and I've got our two lovely co-hosts over my shoulders, so I can't see what he's doing, and it's upsetting. Anyway. You'll never seconds. know. <laughs> <laughs> they told me I measured over 250 on the Knopf scale. Apparently, that's deep into the superhuman range of thinking speeds. Then they sent me home. Oh, it'll wear off in a few hours, they said, which will seem like days to you. Try to use the residual effects to get some work done. Catch up on work emails while you're still in high speed mode. The ride home was horrible. It was only three metro stops. And in real world. Wow. Easy for me. <laughs> real to say. World. And in real world time, it only took about 35 minutes. He should have gunned it. He would have been able to react to everything in time. You know what I mean? He does that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Plus, he's on the subway. How are you gunning a subway? Oh, I thought we were talking about driving. I was... No. Sorry. <laughs> but in my drug-accelerated hypertime, it felt like days, days. Just walking out of the medical research suite to the elevator seemed like it took an hour. I sprinted out of the office, willing my legs to push me faster. But the laws of biomechanics held me prisoner. As accelerated as my brain was, I couldn't do anything to make my legs work faster. The huge disconnect between my body and mine made it extremely difficult to judge how and when to slow down, turn, or rotate my body. I had basically turned into a giant slow-motion spaz. <laughs> I misjudged my speed and rammed into the wall by the elevator button at a pretty good speed. Even though I could see the wall coming at me, I couldn't make my finger outstretched to hit the elevator button, move away fast enough, and I jammed it against the wall hard. The pain was intense. If my brain had been running at regular speed, it probably only would have hurt for 30 seconds or so. But in my accelerated state, the intense pain seemed to last for half an hour, for 45 minutes maybe. Damn. That yeah. would suck. Did not consider Truly. Did not consider that. No, there's a lot of things you don't consider that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. The elevator ride was horrible. It felt like I spent four or five hours just descending seven floors with nothing to look at but the interior of the elevator car. I sprinted to the metro station. I have to admit, this part was almost fun. Even though my body moved at what seemed to me super slow speed, I could still carefully choose how and where to place my feet, swing my arms, and turn my torso. It only took a block or two of getting used to it to having a brain that ran two dozen times faster than my body. Then I basically sprint danced the rest of the way, twisting and juking between people on the sidewalk and dodging moving cars with inches, also known as minutes, of clearance. That sounds... So dope, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm suddenly envisioning the Matrix yeah. bullet time. It's the only yeah. cool, cool thing about it. I spent an hour in my time frame descending into the subway and running to the platform. Endless tedium waiting the six minutes for the red line train to arrive. Although there was more to look at on the metro platform than inside an elevator, it was still intensely boring. I should have stolen that copy of Moby Dick. <laughs> the red line train roared into the station in slow motion. The normally high-pitched squeal of its brakes was frequency shifted by my high-speed mind to a long, low tone. That answers the talking question. Mm -hmm. I have a weird question about having sex like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the conversation has reached an all-time level. Sorry, I just like, but like, I don't know, because your body is 
horny. So would you stay horny that entire time? I'm like, thinking everything would take extended time, including your you and know, like, arousal. Yeah. Ooh. If you're hitting 35 seconds tops, it's going to feel like hours to yeah. you. So, <laughs> so what you're insane. asking is, where can I get some of this drug? <laughs> Got it. Can you imagine orgasming for an hour straight? Oh, my God. That seems there. messy. <laughs> Heard that one before. I mean, the feeling of it, not yeah. necessarily. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And on that note, back to the previous sentence. So sorry. The red line train <laughs> roared into the station in slow motion. The normally high-pitched squeal of its brakes was frequency shifted by my high-speed mind into a long, low tone. Like a monotone tuba solo. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't just the squealing subway train that was three octaves lower than normal. All sound was slowed to the point of near inaudibility. Voices were gone, shifted below the threshold frequency of my hearing. I did manage to hear a screaming baby on my subway car. Her shrieks slowed to sound like whale songs. Sharp sounds like a car horn or trucks bouncing over potholes were low, muddled roars like distant thunder. That sounds peaceful, honestly. Yeah, it'd be quiet. Quieter. Back at the research offices, I could still hear and communicate with the research staff, but now verbal communication with anyone would be impossible. The effects of the drug were still intensifying. Rut-row. Not good. I spent what seemed like days on that fucking red line train. Days. Listening to the whale song of the screaming baby and the tuba solo of the brakes, where ordinary voices were frequency shifted out of my audio range, smells didn't seem to be affected. I never became nose blind to the body odor, the stench of the train's brakes, and the melange of farts and other smells wafting through the metro car. I think I tried to pick a fight with somebody. I bet fighting like that is really interesting. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Sorry. You would. <laughs> Don't apologize. Don't yes, there are no apologies. Oh. Share your thoughts. Thank you. Yeah, you're- I <laughs> finally got back to my apartment. Sprinting through my open door and into the front hall at full speed was like a slow, relaxing drift down a lazy river. I was relieved to be home. At least I had stuff I could do there. I picked up the book I was reading, 100 Years of Solitude, and finished it. Despite turning the pages so quickly that I tore many of them, it seemed like most of the time I spent finishing the book was spent on page turning and not actually reading. Three minutes had passed since I got home. I tried surfing the internet. My God, it takes a long time for computers to boot these days. <laughs> but it was too frustratingly slow. Hours, seemingly, to load each new page and a fraction of a second to read it. A hundred articles in my news feed read and just three more minutes done. I dipped into my pile of yet-to-be-read books and I finished two more. Four more minutes had passed. I decided to try to sleep the remaining sleep off the remaining effects of the drug. Unfortunately, whatever part of my mind is responsible for perception, the part that's been accelerated to hyperspeeds by the drug isn't the same as the part that governs sleep. Despite being awake for what I perceived as days, my physical brain still thought it was 1:25 p.m. I was not ready for sleep. Oh shit. <laughs> it's terrible. Having suffered so, bouts of insomnia, there are a few things I would rather not experience or a few few things I would rather experience less than than that. It's terrible. Yeah. But like he said, it's felt like days. Yeah. So, but like because his body, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah his his body. physical body isn't tired, but his brain has to be by this point. Right. Nevertheless, I tried to sleep. I walked to my bedroom, a slow 45 minute drift through my apartment, <laughs> and flung myself into bed, lazily falling like a feather onto the mattress. I closed my eyes and I lay there for hours and hours, 10 minutes of actual time, before giving up. Sleep would not come. I was facing what was going to feel like days or maybe even weeks of being trapped in a slow motion prison. So I took an Ambien. Mm. Why would you do that? <laughs> why? Why? What, what was, I just need to know what the thought process was there because don't ever mix your drugs, kids. <laughs> This public service announcement brought to you by Savvy. (laughs) Apologies to NBC. Um, The sensation of the pill and the splash of water I used to swallow it sliding down my throat was sickening. A lump that blocked my breathing, moving like a slug down my esophagus. Does that mean he's breathing like... 
<laughs> like no, all the time. his physical body is all right. He's just perceiving everything very slowly. Just him saying it felt like it was blocking fat. his breathing. He's just normally drinking. Right, but right. think of how how long it takes normally for that bolus of food to go down your esophagus or water, mm-hmm. and then it's slow. Yeah. But you're perceiving it each 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 tiny millimeter that it moves down. You're feeling it. I don't like that stretched no. out. I don't like it. Yeah, not so. This it would is not feel great. like you would need to breathe. Right. That's fucking tough. I yeah. mean, psychologically, it would. Yeah. Physiologically, maybe not. But in mm-hmm. your mind, you're thinking, "I can't breathe. I can't breathe." Yeah. I'm still not fully convinced that I wouldn't take this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Still thinking about the sex thing. <laughs> I read a book. (laughs) 10 minutes had passed. I read another 18 minutes since I took the Ambien. I threw the book across the room in disgust at my situation. The book slowly pirouetted and spun through the air like a leaf blowing in the breeze. Oh, I would just start throwing shit in the hair. That looks so cool falling back down. (laughs) (laughs) It hit the wall with a long, faint rumble. The only sound I heard for what seemed like hours and then drifted to the floor like a flip-flop sinking in a swimming pool. It's an oddly specific visualization. Yeah, it's cool though. He needs a really good computer <laughs> and just like just watch a bunch of movies at like a I, million times. You speed. can't hear anything. You can't hear anything. Remember all the voices. <laughs> That's what closed captioning's for, kids. <laughs> just very, very slow closed captioning. The force but of it gravity. Still, I'll be really slow unless you can like fast forward. That's it. what I'm saying. He needs a good computer that'll like speed it up a million times. Yeah, but I like that we're thinking through the solutions to this. Like terror drug. Just to get to the coming part. Wow. (laughs) The force of gravity hadn't changed since I took the pill. So by movies you mean porn. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Are there other kinds? The laws of physics were the same. It was just my perception of time that had gone wackadoo. That's a strong word. Wackadoo. This meant I could use the speed thing. Whoa, wow. Did I... Oh, now, sorry, brain went off the rails there. This meant I could use the speed things seemed to fall as a way of judging the effects of the drug. Based on how long it took the book to drift to the floor, I estimated the effects of the drug were still intensifying. Holy shit. I read a magazine. I turned on the television. I clearly saw each frame of video like I was watching a slideshow. Frustrated, I turned the television off. I read some more. The first two books of Churchill's A History of the English-Speaking Peoples. Not exactly a light read. Frankly, I hated it. But given the hours of tedium it would take to go and get another book off my bookshelf, just sitting on the couch and reading Churchill was better. Or at least less worse. He needs to go to a library, I think. Do you know how long it would take him to get to the library? Mm. I mean, I feel like once you got there, it'd be worth it. Yeah. It had now been 35 minutes since I took the Ambien. I lay down on the couch and closed my eyes. Time passed. I inhaled. An hours-long process. Time passed. I exhaled for more hours. Jesus. Sleep would not come. I needed a new plan. I decided to go back to the offices where they gave me the drug. Maybe they would have something that could counteract its effects, or at least something to knock me out until it wore off. I exited my apartment as fast as possible, taking hours in my time frame to do so. Didn't even bother locking the door. It would have taken too long. Fuck, I forgot my keys 20 years later. (laughs) Down the stairs, it's faster than the elevator if you run. Through the lobby and out the front door and onto the street. These few things felt like a long day at the office. Sprinting down the street, dancing and weaving between pedestrians with what must have looked like to them superhuman dexterity. Down the first flight of stairs at the metro, across the landing, another hour. And then on to the second flight of stairs. That's when the Ambien hit me. Oh, shit. The Ambien didn't make me sleepy. No, not at all. Instead, it must have had a severe cross-reaction with the experimental drug I took this morning. I was bounding down the second flight of stairs, moving in slow motion, but still making perceptible progress. Then, wham, everything stopped. The dull roar of the street and metro noise ceased, replaced by the most perfect silence I've ever experienced. That sounds nice. My downwards motion seemed to completely freeze. Before the Ambien kicked in, my perception of time was maybe a few hundred times slower than real time. After the Ambien took effect, time time moved thousands of times slower. Every second seemed like days to me. 
Savage just shaking their head Terrible. the entire time you're reading the story. <laughs> I can't even imagine. No, thank you. <laughs> even just moving my eyes to focus on a new point was like an impossibly slow scroll across my visual field. Over the course of the afternoon, I learned how to walk, run, and jump when my mind ran hundreds of times faster than my body. But with another four or five orders of magnitude of slowdown caused by the ambient, body control was almost impossible. I fell on the stairs. Even though I was all but frozen mid-step, controlling my muscles was impossible. I commanded my foot forward for hours, then backward for hours, more when it seemed like I would miss this next step. Hours attempting to adjust the angle of my ankle, then readjusting it when it felt wrong. Despite these efforts, I rolled my ankle on the next step. The pain wasn't at all mitigated by the slowness. Hours of increasing strain on my bent ankle. The nerve signals that send pain into the brain must work differently than the nerves in my ear. Sonic energy was spread out over time, diluted until it was imperceptible. Pain flowed into my brain undiluted by the change in my perception of time. Hours and hours of increasing weight on my turned ankle turned into hours of increasing pain upon increasing pain. I pitched forwards, my high-speed mind completely unable to control my low-speed body. I drifted downwards for days, managing to rotate my torso enough to keep my head from impacting the ground first. I eventually landed on my right shoulder. And at first, the impact wasn't even noticeable, but then I felt a slight pressure in my shoulder as it came into contact with the ground. The pressure grew, bringing increasing pain for hour upon hour. My shoulder finally gave out, popping out of its socket with an endless, <laughs> sickening tug. Real quick, real quick. I stopped reading this about two <laughs> paragraphs ago because I was like, this is way too good. I, I got to listen to this from Jason. <laughs> so this is all new to me now as well. Okay. I came to a stop days later, crumpled onto the ground, staring at the ceiling. The pain in my shoulder still screaming with the intensity of fresh, violent injury. I had plenty of time to think during that fall. If every second seemed like days to me, then each minute of real world time would be like years. Even if the drug cleared out of my system in the next two or three hours, this nightmare could seem to last centuries. By the time I hit the ground, I had a plan. I would somehow get to the platform and throw myself in front of a train. Smart. <laughs> I twisted onto my hands and knees, days of my dislocated shoulder crying for relief. And I misjudged my rotation and rolled onto my back. I tried again, collapsing onto my face as I tried to figure out how to control a body that moved slower than grass grew. Weeks of effort were finally rewarded with success. I stabilized my hands and knees. Weeks of effort. Yeah. Actively to sit up. In. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> if just getting on all fours was this difficult, I figured that walking or running was completely out of the question. So I crawled. I crawled through the metro tunnel. The dumb looks on the faces of the crowd lingered on me for weeks. Oh, my God. I crawled under the turnstile and onto the escalator. The escalator spilled the rush hour crowd onto the platform at the same speed a glacier spills ice into the sea. I looked out over the crowded platform during my interminable downward ride. The train status sign said the next train wouldn't arrive for 20 minutes. 20 minutes was like a year to me. I'd have to spend a year on the metro platform waiting to die. I crawled off the escalator, enduring days of stupid expressions on the commuters' faces. I crawled a few feet to a concrete bench and curled up next to it, trying to find a position to lessen the pain in my shoulder. And then my problem with time got worse, impossibly worse. <laughs> The massive slowdown on the stairs was just the beginning of the interaction between the experimental drug and the Ambien. It fully hit me while I was curled up by the bench. I blinked. Years of darkness followed. Oh, my God. Sound was already gone, and with my blink, sight was gone as well. All that existed was the pain from my fall. My hyper-accelerated mind wasted no time compensating for the lack of sensory input. Voices spoke to me. They sung to me in languages I never knew existed. Ooh. Patterns and faces and colors came in my mind's eye. I recalled my whole life and imagined living another. I forgot English. Should have just went to the fucking library. <laughs> he was trying to go somewhere. <laughs> 
I settled into a profound despair. I spoke to God. I became God. I imagined a new universe and brought it to life with my thoughts. And then I did it all again and again. My eyes opened with geologic slowness. A faint glow, weeks. Whoever wrote this, great use of words. (laughs) A slit of light, weeks. A narrow view of the metro platform, ankles of the commuters near me, and an advertisement on the opposite wall. I extracted my phone from my pocket, a project that spanned decades. How can I even explain the boredom? The pain in my shoulder is nothing compared to the boredom. Every thought I can think, I have thought hundreds of times already. The view of Ankles and advertisements never changes. Never. The boredom is so intense, it is tangible. Like a solid object of metal and stone wedged into my skull. It's inescapable. What are my options? If I crawl and fall onto the tracks without an oncoming train to crush me, I won't die. I'll experience even more pain from the four-foot fall, but I'll most likely be rescued by some do-gooder or the pl- some do-gooder on the platform and be unable to act when the train finally does arrive. My suffering in that scenario will be endless. So I wait for the train so I can throw myself under it. When it finally hits me, I will experience the pain of being ripped to pieces for centuries until finally the light of my life leaves my brain and my experience ends. I have lived hundreds of lifespans at the foot of this bench. I'm far older in spirit than any human who has ever lived. Most of my life experience has been a snapshot of pain huddled on the floor of a subway platform with an unchanging view of ankles and advertisements. This post is my plan B, my Hail Mary, my long shot. I have spent lifetimes typing and posting this message in the hope that someone will read it and become convinced that my suffering must end. Someone on this platform right now. Someone who will find the man curled under the bench. The man who crawled down the escalator and kill him as swiftly as possible. Okay. Bad message to put out. <laughs> Don't go killing anybody at the subway. <laughs> it's a bullet like- to the temple. If you're armed and at the Glenmont Metro, please shoot me. Peter Frost David. Amazing. An amazing piece of literature. Yeah, that's who wrote it. It's Peter Frost, David. Yeah, that was that was intense. When was... I read through this, because uh-huh. I read through them all last night to prepare a little bit, just to have an idea of what, where they went. Just that, trying to imagine that level yeah. of frustration, that level of despair. Uh-huh. I level... had to stop thinking about it because yeah. it, it was crushing. And yeah. you know, just think about you know the worst things that go through we, we or we go through in our lives. Just imagine that drawn out. I mean, for, for centuries. centuries, he had a twisted ankle and a dislocated shoulder, mm-hmm. and that's all he could focus on for what felt like centuries. Yeah, yeah. So, couldn't imagine millennia. No, Mm-mm. yeah, that's that. Absolutely not. That is maybe one of the best descriptions of hell that I think I've ever heard. Yeah, truly. That that would drive me to. Bad thoughts as well, I think. Yeah, but. I think everyone would be like, kill me now. Yeah, end it. <laughs> I think I could do it. Let the comet come. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah. I could do yeah. it. Wow. You could do it? Yeah, I'd go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, first off, don't take an Ambien. Right, yeah. Don't, no, first <laughs> off, don't take any other drugs when something so insane is happening to you. Right. I've never, I don't think I've ever had an ambient in my life. I haven't. I know I, I haven't. Mm. 
But I heard it makes you a little loopy. Well, even though I, I talk about I've had insomnia stuff, but I've always been leery of taking any of the drugs for it, right. especially Ambien, because you hear all of these horror stories of people, you know, sleep eating, sleep driving, yeah. sleep having sex with strangers, sleep oh. doing weird things. So, yeah, I'm too much of a control freak. Yeah. With my own, I, I need to know what's going on at all times. Just, I, I can't surrender to that. I can't take yeah. sleep aids because I'm worried I won't wake up at the time I need to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the only time I'm worried about my sleep is if I have something to do in the morning. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm saying yeah. that's a problem. I'm less worried about how long I sleep with what I end up doing when I have no control, which apparently can happen to people on that drug. Yeah. That's crazy. I have yeah. heard about I've the driving on a, like, sleep driving, but yeah. I have not heard of sleep having sex with strangers. That There are reports that's crazy. Yeah. Like they take it too soon and they're still, their body is still like not ready for sleep. No, I, th no, I, I think, think what it is, is reaction. they get caught in that limbo state between awake and asleep when they try to wake back up. Oh. So their body becomes functional, but their brain is still kind of half in the sleep state. I don't, Again, no one on this podcast is a physician. <laughs> real idea of what we're talking about. We, but yeah. we probably don't do we're that We're just enough. speculating we most of the time. We probably don't do that enough on this podcast. Yeah, for sure uh, not. We're all of this talking out of our ass. Yeah. So. Yes. Um, we have no specific um, skills. Yeah. Or <laughs> we might be right some of the time. Some of Can the we time. take uh, a small uh, T.O.? Yeah. For I want another beverage. Absolutely. I want, Me too. I need a pee. Okay. <laughs> All right. With that information, we'll be stopping the recording. Be right back. Yep. Enjoy this ad. Just kidding. We're not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some music, though. One about rabbits on here. <laughs> we don't have to do that one. Okay. All right. Um, it's good, but it's not as good that, as what, the other What two. was the banter we were? Oh, we were talking about a story that I cut from my my picks. Mm -hmm. uh, that. Uh, oh boy. If yep. you if you know what blowfly girl is, you know why we didn't end up doing it. Yikes. Yeah. Um, what did you say it was? It's called Blowfly Girl. Blowfly? That's yeah. what they're called, yeah. So it's I'll, I'll quick cliff notes. Yeah. Even the cliff notes are like really fucking disgusting. She yeah. climbs in a dumpster and puts a bunch of maggots in her vagina and then just lets them sit there for a couple of days. And it ends with her waking up in the hospital. As you would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Her parents find her like knocked out in her that room. That happens. I mean, that that yeah. I think would yeah. be the logical outcome of that. <laughs> yeah. And I was just saying, like, shockingly enough, that was something in middle school we would just send to is each it, other. Is to it see. written like from her perspective? Yes. Oh, um, is there no. any insight as to the why? Why she because she was sexually aroused by doing it. Oh. Ooh. Well, I like to say we normally don't kink shame here, folks. But yeah, we don't. But I'm going to draw a line on blowflies in the vagina. I'm going to call. I'm going to call the line at self harm. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Agreed. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. Self harm or uh, harming others is where. Yes. Which is a that's a those are pretty big kinks actually. You talking about like well sadist but like part Sadism of sadism and masochism. Yeah, but yeah, those are pretty big in the BDMS community. Things. It's more about. They don't safely like safely doing it. Yeah, but also you're doing it more at like if you're causing harm to somebody, you're doing it more to get them off than you are to get yourself off. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's how it's looked at. Otherwise, that's yeah. you're on some serial killer shit. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But what were you saying? Because I said that was like a thing in middle school that we would send each other. Right, and then I remember, and it wasn't middle school; it was high school. People brought in a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey, and like everyone took turns reading it. Oh yeah, as a bit. Yeah. yeah, I do. I actually do remember <laughs> stuff like that. You would like you would like skip to a random page thinking that it was gonna be sexy. You'd yeah. be like, and then they talked about taxes for three hours. Like, <laughs> it's, it's nothing interesting. It, the whole book's not sex. It's like <laughs> yeah. Remember the first time I saw that book lot being read by someone live in public? Mm -hmm. I was on a flight out to. Uh, Arkansas, I believe. I was on an airplane <laughs> and she was making small talk as she was reading this book. And I mean, I clearly knew what the book was. It was it was an interesting interchange. She was reading it. I'm out sorry, loud. wait. No, no, she wasn't reading it. Oh. She wasn't narrating it to the cabin. <laughs> yeah, okay, no. Okay, okay, okay. I was no. confused. I was confused. She was she was reading th it. There were three seats. There was a seat between us that wasn't anybody. She was by the window. I was by the aisle. Gotcha. Okay. But she would read and then she'd strike up conversation with me. I was uh -oh. like, about the book? No, not really. Oh. In fact, the the book the book was there and kept being held where I could see what it was mm. to the point that I almost thought it was something intentional. Intentional, yeah. yeah it was an interesting interchange. Mm. 
I, the last time I was on a plane, missed connections. As they say. <laughs> last time I was on a plane, I sat next to this old lady, and she had like oh, yeah. a fashion magazine, and she kept circling stuff in red pen. <laughs> I had no idea what she was doing. Like I was watching her the whole time, and I just I couldn't put the pieces together because <laughs> she was circling random stuff. Planes are such an interesting like, place. Phrases there's, in the articles. There's nowhere in society that is like being on an airplane. No, certainly not. It's yeah. so unique, and you. Just don't know until you do it. <laughs> and you're like, everybody here is weird. And then halfway through, you're like, I think I'm going to sleep <laughs> forever. Real quick. <laughs> There's a pressure in my head and I have to go to bed. It's like, wow, there's so many different people on this plane. Oh, white noise machine. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I love, uh, I don't know what it is about a plane, but it puts me right the fuck to sleep. Yeah. Right the fuck. Like, out never slept so soundly in my life planes are uh i wish i had a better opportunity to get drunk while i was up yeah yeah that would be fun like a, a longer flight all right <laughs> uh, okay with that jason what, what do you got for us next well, so just... that last one was by far going to be the longest one yes, yes, yeah. that was a, that was a, a slog that one might turn yeah. this episode into a two-parter we haven't decided yes. yeah so our next uh, next little story here is one that our, our friend Draven picked here. That's me. That's him. Yeah. Um, and this one is entitled, I Don't Think My Friend Ran Away. I'd been depressed for a long time, mostly since my dad died. Been there. Oh, not the dad died part. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All his friends called him a hero. He was a cop and he sacrificed himself to save the lives of 23 people being held by an active shooter. I was nine when that happened, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Yesterday was my 17th birthday, and now my life is a nightmare. My mom eventually remarried, and I can't blame her for that. She was lonely and needed help raising a troubled kid. I, I just wish she'd been more aware of whom she was bringing into our lives. Mm -hmm. He's why, I'm sorry, he's not why I'm in trouble, but he's an asshole who treats my mom like shit. Damn. She's too in love with him to see it. But no, he's not the reason I ended up here, but he, he is a precipitating factor. She's just a kid, and her life is a nightmare. <laughs> I'm just a kid. <laughs> I don't think that's the right. Not it at all. started. <laughs> I'm just a kid. <laughs> when I heard that my friend Cassie had run away. I didn't get it. Cassie lived in a suburban wonderland. Her parents were still married. They doted on her. Her siblings weren't douchebags, and she got really good grades. I mean, not straight A's, but good enough that she was on the honor roll, and her folks were proud of her. I, Idyllic is the word I'd use. Don't you have to have, like, perfect grades to be on honor roll? Mm -mm. Okay. I, I was well, confused when I read that the first time. Um, If I remember from my day, 3.5 and above was the honor roll. 3.5 is... 3.0 and above was the merit roll. Gotcha. Yeah, I was sitting at a solid, like, 1.8. Roger that. <laughs> Overachiever. Got it. <laughs> I spoke to her parents a time or two, and they wanted to know the first time if Cassie had said anything to me, and she hadn't, and I'd said as much. The second time, I went over to be, I don't know... <laughs> supportive in their tough time i knocked on their door and mrs beeman answered oh julie hi is everything okay and i said it was hey mrs beeman i, I just thought i'd come over to say hi and, and if you see if you guys have heard anything regarding cassie um, i'm sorry if it seems insensitive cassie's mom opened the door wide and smiled a little oh, oh no honey please come in i know you'd probably miss her as much as we do it just feels weird to like i don't know all of a sudden give a shit like, you know what I mean? Like, show up to her parents and be like, hey, I care again. <laughs> a little bit. And mom said, I, I know you probably miss her as much as we do. And, and I did. Cassie had been one of my best friends. Maybe five years ago. We'd grown apart a little after my dad died. And I, I guess that's my fault. I, I withdrew from everyone. I said as much to Mrs. Beeman and her eyes welled up with tears. Julie. We don't know where Cassie is, but we got a letter shortly after she went missing. Uh-oh. <laughs> it shocked me a little. Missing, I thought she was I thought she was just a runaway. I, I don't understand. Mrs. Beeman opened a binder that sat on their coffee table and pushed it toward me where I sat next to her on the couch and I read it aloud. Mom, Dad, I'm with Greg. Oh no. I'm not in danger. 
I just needed to get out of this dead-end town and see the rest of the world. And I'm sorry if this disappoints you, but I need this. Love, Cassie. Oh, I don't I don't feel like I would just immediately like I think it goes into it a little bit in a minute, but like I don't think I immediately assumed she was missing. They probably live in a shit town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Sounds> Bird. <laughs> yeah, been there. Cassie's mom closed the binder, sniffed back tears, and said, We've got this maybe a week after she disappeared. It's what convinced the police that she was a runaway. I looked at her face, and I could tell that she was less than convinced of her own words. Oh, I'm just as dumb as a bad cop, it sounds like. <laughs> wow. I couldn't help myself. Who the fuck is Greg? Yeah. Mrs. Beeman flinched at my language, and I apologize. Sorry, I, I just don't understand any of this. I never knew any Greg. I mean, I know Cassie and I weren't the best of friends anymore, but I'd never heard her seeing anyone. A small smile touched her lips. It's all right, dear. Rich, Richard, uh, Mr. Beeman, said the same thing when he read the letter. I'd never heard Mr. Beeman swear in the 10 years that Cassie and I had been best friends. Was Cassie depressed at all? Mrs. Beeman frowned a bit and, and started to shake her head and then stopped. I won't lie to you, Julia. I, I feel like I don't know who my own daughter was. If she was depressed, I didn't know it. I spoke with her a little while longer and thanked her for the time and for the memories. I should have gone home, but... I didn't want to deal with Todd by myself. Fucking Todd. Fucking Todd. Fucking Todd. It's always God, fucking, fucking Todd. Todd. Who's this Greg character, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I called my mom at work and told her I was going to go to the library and do my homework before I went home. She said she'd see me when she got off work. And I hate lying to my mom, but I wasn't about to tell her that I was going to go find a nice quiet spot in the woods and smoke some weed. <laughs> <laughs> and I did just that. Hell yeah. After the emotional drain of the Beeman house, I, I just needed to not give a shit for a little while. So I found my spot in the woods and I pulled my stash out from under the stump. I hid it there ever since Todd busted me smoking in my old playhouse in the backyard. Dick. Like I said, <laughs> fucking Todd. Fucking Todd. Uh, for those playing at home, the dick is in the script. Um, <laughs> I wasn't too far from home and I wasn't exactly lying because if my mom or Todd ever pinged my location on my cell, it would put me within 100 meters of the library. You know, every time that she's talking to Todd, she makes it an emphasis that she's not yeah. calling him dad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Todd. I'm going to be out late, Todd. Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I took a few hits and leaned back against the stump, closed my eyes, and just listened to the trees. It was dead quiet, but it shouldn't have been. No birds, no critters, or even insect noises. Nothing. I felt the hair on the back of my neck stand up from the wrongness of it. Oh. I was about to open my eyes when I heard a snapping noise, like someone or, or something had stepped on a branch. I should have gotten the hell out of there. But it was like my brain reverted to childhood. You know, if, if I can't see it, it can't see me. <laughs> I heard more muffled noises until they stopped just behind me and to the left. Uh-uh. <laughs> the shifting of fabric as if someone were sitting or squatting near me. No, no, no. A deep, almost melodic voice came to me. I'd say I heard it, but that's not quite right. I mean, I did hear it, but it was inside my head. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Satan. It's Satan. Keeping it's your Satan. eyes closed <laughs> is probably a good idea, kid. <gasps> oh no! I'd be I'd run immediately. <laughs> Just do that, vo do that voice one more time with that line. Keeping your eyes closed is probably a good idea, kid. Uh uh <laughs> uh uh. <laughs> I felt a hand take the pipe from me. I heard a lighter spark and the sound of someone inhaling as the voice spoke again. Oh, hell yeah. Smoke we was saying. <laughs> been there. It's been there before. Not bad. Hell yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Before you dismiss this, no, I'm not a hallucination. Oh, no. I opened my mouth to speak, and the voice just shushed me. My mouth clamped shut, but not of my own accord. This is just a warning to you, Julie. Please stop asking questions about Cassie. Let the Beemans be. They're in enough pain as it is, don't you think? I nodded, trying to think for myself, and... I felt a sharp poke somewhere behind my eye, and the voice said, Yes, I am who the letter referred to as Greg. Cassie is with me, and it's going to stay that way for as long as I like. 
I felt tears squeeze themselves out from under my eyelids. I felt the pipe placed back into my hand and the barest of a breeze blown from the direction of my tormentor. No, not a breeze. It was his breath. It was fetid, rotten. Ooh, I love just the word a fetid. touch of musk from the weed. It's a good word, I yeah. agree. I would hate to have to talk with you again, Julie. You're not exactly my type, but I'll make an exception if I need to. Mm-mm. Unbidden images flashed through my mind. Tall, pretty, willowy girls like Cassie. Their faces bordered in the black and white of missing posters. So many of them. I, I shuddered and shook my head emphatically. He spoke again. Good. I see we understand each other perfectly. I hope there's not a next time, Julie. I stayed there shaking. Eyes squeezed shut for how long? I don't know. I started to hear the sounds of nature again. The bird song, the buzzing of insects. I, I screamed when my phone rang. My eyes flew open and at first I was surprised to see it was dark. I saw my mom's number on the screen and answered, Julie Marie Townsend, I've been texting you for an hour. I am in the <laughs> library parking lot. Get your ass out here and let's go home. Dinner is getting cold. <laughs> I took in a shuddering breath and told her I would be out in a minute. I stashed my pipe and made my way to her car. She chewed my ass the whole way home about not answering her, and all I could do was apologize. I'm writing this down so I remember it. I hope that he can't dig into my head and see that I am. If he does, I may be the next runaway. Credit on this one is Fayed Harkonnen. Man, that one's really good because it's very realistic yeah like seems like something that could actually happen yeah and she was also high Her, when all the weird shit was happening oh so it could have right. really just been a dude named greg but she thought it was something more because she was stoned or it could have been a hallucination even though her own mind said i'm not a hallucination that yeah. sounds like something your mind would say if you were having a hallucination yeah i i've personally <laughs> never hallucinated because i've hallucinated oh not because of yeah i've but. hallucinated not off the substances Oh right! From a, I I I did when I was a kid because I had a fever. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Damn. I thought literally thought someone was in the house upstairs, <gasps> and I was home alone because my mom worked. She was a nurse and she worked second shift. Real so she life normally, spooky she, story. Oh, it is. It's it is a little flashback <laughs> to my youth here. Um, she didn't get home until like eleven fifteen, eleven thirty at night. So oh. for about nine hours in my you know fevered state. Not nine hours from like 9 p.m. is what <laughs> I meant. I, I got into my own story too much. But like from 9 p.m. to 11.30, I was terrified. It felt like exactly. <laughs> um, I, I sat there and every time I heard a sound, just terrified that whatever it was that had gone upstairs was coming back down to get me. And I was so upset that I scared her and convinced her of it. She grabbed a knife and went upstairs oh, damn. and had to basically make sure the house was okay. But it's not fun when your brain plays tricks on you no. like that. Not when it scares you. Yes, yeah, not good. Um, it's rude, honestly. Real, real quick, real life. We're trying to survive together, guy. Real quick, oh, real life spooky story for me. Oh yeah. One time. Yeah, tell it. Yeah, my mom, and my stepdad at the time. Uh, one of the six Jasons my mom has dated. My mom has a thing for guys named Jason. Oh, hey, Jason. Noted. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> um, they they left to go to like a party or a concert or something, and they left me and my. I want. How many people were there? Five other brothers. Um, at the house alone, I was probably I was the second oldest, and I was probably twelve, and the other one was twelve too. But um, they had left us there alone, and then there was a rustling at the side door, which was like the main door we used. And so we all ran to the bedroom and, you know, hid back there. And then my older stepbrother, by a couple of months, you ain't going to get that one on me, William. Uh, <laughs> and by a couple of months, he, he, he went out there and he peeked. And I also went and peeked because I was like, well, I'm also, I'm, I'm also going to take a look. And there was a fucking huge dude in our kitchen, like, <gasps> looking through shit and he just like opened a couple of drawers and closed them and then he walked out closed the door behind him <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you've never told me that before no, yeah. that's um, crazy i just your story just kind of reminded me of it but like yeah. it was i we didn't even we thought about calling the police but we just called 
mom and Jason, they're like, well, we're on our way back. And I guess they didn't call the police either. I mean, if he's gone already, there's not a whole lot. I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he didn't take anything. He didn't take anything, either. but he was fucking huge. Oh, damn. It's, it was terrifying. I bet. That's scary. Yeah. That is scary. Especially, yeah, the oldest people there and are that's why you fucking olds. lock your doors, <laughs> I have a problem with not it. locking doors. <laughs> I always That's lock my doors. Exactly in fact, why. I have a lock that locks my door for me because yeah. I would forget to lock my door so See, much. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah. Not good. No. Not good. No. But you guys did, did the right thing for sure. Hiding in the back. Yeah. Well, we yeah. were two 12 year olds. And then I think the youngest one of us was Corgan's 18 now. No. Okay. Nilo is 17 right now and I'm 22. What's the age difference between us? Five, Five years? Yeah. So the youngest person there was seven years old. Okay. Yeah. It's not terrible. And one of them had cancer. Oh, man. <laughs> Corgan had cancer at that time. Corgan had cancer? Corgan had leukemia for a couple of years. Mm. He beat it, though. That's good. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I never would. Shout out to Corgan. He's on the Corgan. He's on the esports team now at his high school, and he's the best one there. That dimwit? Wow. <laughs> he's one of the goofiest fucking dudes I have he's, ever he's witnessed. Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> just the follow up after his heroic story of surviving leukemia. That fucking idiot. Yeah. Way to go, dumbass. <laughs> Do we want to move on into the next one? Yeah, for sure. We've been so, talking for so long. For you, Oh, wait, Savvy. are we recording still? Yeah, yeah. we've been recording. Oh, wait, not recording. Rating. Oh, rating, oh, oh, rating. Oh. <laughs> that one, I'd take a hit of the ganj that was censored. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say uh, one one. One shot for that. And I think the other one, we didn't rate the other one, the, the time one. Time yeah. perception one. Oh, yeah. I'd say sober, stone cold sober, because that one's tough. Um, for that one, I take a fat ambient and uh, <laughs> try to go to bed while listening to it. It worked out so well in the story. <laughs> it worked out so well for him. Imagine how much um, scarier that would be if you took an ambient before reading this, uh, before reading it, and then you got to that part and you're like, oh fuck. Oh no. Uh, no, thank you. Anyway. <laughs> Jason, what were you going to say? I was just curious what the rating scale is. Oh, usually. Uh, so like when we're watching, because this is a media podcast, we're right. usually watching movies. Yeah. We'll rate the movie based on how many drinks it would take to enjoy it at its fullest. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the worse it is, the more drinks. Yeah. Got like it. For Primal with Nicolas Cage, I, I rated that blackout like drunk. Blackout, yeah. <laughs> have you seen that movie? I have not, but it I've heard about fucking it. fucking sucks. Oh, so, yeah, I've never been good. so pissed off in my entire life. Nick Cage is the only good thing about yeah, it. Yeah, he does have some good scenes. With the other guy. Yeah, this, he has some good lines. Him and that villain minors. were the best thing about that movie, yeah. but it, they didn't use them enough for no. them to being the stars of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. fuck Primal, dude. I've been talking about Primal all year. <laughs> Maybe it is a good movie. <laughs> no, it's that bad. You have yeah. to keep talking about it. Yeah. Keep warning people away. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, do you have ratings for the stories you've read so far? Given the scale, I agree. Stone Cold Sober for the one about the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and really, the, 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 the short one, the first one, the angel one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one, to me, it, sometimes brevity, I guess, is the, the soul of whatever. But mm-hmm. it was it, just creepy enough. Yeah. I enjoyed I it alone. Weed is the worst. Well, well, for me, weed is the best thing for scary stories because it kind of amplifies that like fear a little bit have you listened to the story on weed (laughs) (laughs) i I see what you're doing there you're the enhancement smoker yes from from half-baked got it yeah oh i forgot about that which was john john stewart who i love 
So yeah. Oh, that's just such a good movie. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's good for a stoner movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, the movie's objectively good. Yeah. You don't have to be, you know, baked out of your mind it's, to enjoy it's it. It's not like a, it's not like Evil Bong where you have to be super high to watch. There is a movie <laughs> called Evil Bong. There's, there's an Evil Bong too. Also. Oh no. <laughs> Wow. Sounds like it's trying to be Evil Dead. Is it an Evil Dead nope. parody? Nope. No. Nope. It's just about they, these guys that smoke a lot of weed come across a bong that is evil. <laughs> does All smoking right. out of the said bong make you take on characteristics of evil? No, it does something to you, though. It's mm. been a long time since I've seen it. It's very low budget. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. It's like called Evil, evil Bong. Yeah. That's a given, I think. I think we'll, we'll have to come across that one at some point. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Maybe with Jason as a special guest. <laughs> Fantastic. Perhaps. Anyway. <laughs> Which one are you going to read next, Jason? Well, here's the deal. Uh-huh. It's a savvy turn. And I think the only ones left, other than the one I refuse to read because it's hot garbage, <laughs> um, are the two alien ones, right? For me? I believe so. Does Draven have any other ones? Or was that it? Do I have any more good ones? I don't remember. Um, the other one Draven had... What's the title He had the very it? last it's one, It's the too. last one, yeah. Um, let's see here. Sorry. Headaches. Headaches. It's it's shorter, isn't it's, it? It's a short one, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we could throw that one in there, too. Okay, but so, it's my turn now. Yeah. Well, or do you want... Since <laughs> yours are a two-parter... Would you like me to do Draven's other one and then do your two? Or they're not the same story okay. at all. All right. So I'm gonna um, do then if that's the case, I'm gonna do your your last one. Okay. Because that was the one I read. Okay. <laughs> and then we can do the the one no one you haven't read and Draven hasn't seen as the very last one as like a little, a little surprise little fun surprise thing. All right. Cool. All right. So, so this one, 